we all need help with our kids sometimes, or we need our dog let out sometimes, or we need to borrow a tool. We, we share tools back and forth um, all the time. So it just changes so much. And I think it makes it so much more natural just to do the life throughout the week, which is really a big piece of what you're doing when you're living in missional community. So proximity just makes it easier, I think. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, once again, good to be with you, as always, my friend. Finishing out another year, here December. We... <laughs> Christmas is, is literally at our doorstep. Yeah, it is. And uh, how's the decorating coming? Good. We uh, we cut the tree down. We you tree killer. We are tree. We did the gingerbread <laughs> house. We did the lighting show. I mean, we're 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 happy in our house right I'm now. I'm loving the way the tree is looking here. We use artificial trees usually, um, but um, we have spray, you know, and stuff like that. But Tina found some plug-in and like pine. Yeah, and it about drove me out of the house. Within like five minutes, it was so strong. She's <laughs> like, "It's almost empty, and it's set on the lowest." <laughs> like this smell is as fake as it, our tree. It was. It's this exactly, exactly. I don't know. Well, anyway. I, was, I was thinking about 2020 coming up, and you have actually something already in the works for 2020. Yeah, there's a really cool thing. You know, you know how people have said to us in the past, like, "Why don't you guys do like a life school like cruise, and we'll all go on a cruise ship?" And I'm like, yep. "Well, that'd be fun. I don't think we got you know enough listeners to fill up <laughs> whatever the, ship. whatever the minimum is. I have no idea if that works." But um, a good friend of mine, Tim Cagle, who works with a ministry that does sort of like these mountain retreats, like in these most gorgeous, beautiful homes. And then you get like literally like licensed like hike leaders and all this and like fly fishing people and all that. They said, hey, we want you to come out and do a retreat with us and invite some couples to join you and do some stuff. And so I want to drop this out there and and let's see if we can fill this up okay um may 24th through the 30th this year okay so this would be like someone's going on vacation okay um there's this retreat in tennessee there's only five couple spots okay so like this is gonna go i think ding full you know what i mean um and it is the most beautiful like seeing the pictures and, and i'll give you a link for it all but seeing the pictures and all for this home it's called the genesis ranch and it's only about 35 minutes from Knoxville. Hmm. So that's where you fly into. But it is like, it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, I want to live there. I want to write every book I ever write there. I want, you know, it's <laughs> sure. like, it is gorgeous. And the landscape, and it's on just tons and tons of acres. And so one of the things um, we're doing is we're going to spend a week there with five other couples and we're going to go through the full story of God experience. And so oh, a lot cool. of people have heard us talking about the story of God, yeah. like, man, I want to experience that. And so that we're going to, that'll take a couple days to go through, you know, like not the full days because we'll have hiking and or fishing for those who want to do it or whatever, like every day, like wow. amazing. Like, Oh, I've seen the videos and pictures and it's mind blowing, so cool. but we'll do the story of God experience. And then it, this comes with like all the meals and like it's gourmet, like level uh-huh. it's, it's super high end, awesome. <laughs> right? And uh, but like I said, it's only for four, you know, four five, five couples, I think. And so um, the other thing we're going to do is we're going to go through that. But we're also with each couple, Tina and I are going to give like a uh, uh, like personal like coaching session 
to kind of oh, help cool. people set up with like their next steps missionally as a family, as yeah. a couple and all that. So it's kind of, it's mostly fun, but it's going to be story of God and then some coaching towards missional living for five couples who want to join us. And, um, so you can check it out. Um, it is so cheap when they told me like, this is what it includes. I'm like, that's gotta just be like the house. Right. And they're like, Nope, that's the hike. That's all the hiking, like paying the hike you know, leaders, that's the fly fishing stuff, all this. I mean, it's, it's all in, it's all the food, three meals a day. I mean, it's crazy. So people can go to one, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash retreat. Okay. Okay. One, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash retreat. And that'll take them to a page that's got all the different information. Okay. And so it's, it's coming up in May of 2020, which is, you know, about six months out, right? It's the end of the month. Um, But if you, you know, you got a vacation somewhere, if you want a vacation with Tina and I and go through the Story of God experience and get some private coaching and then just like spend a week in beauty, I'm like, go check it out. (laughs) If nothing else, go check it out. Um, Then let, yeah, come and join us. All right. Hey, today uh, on the show, we have a guest from just north of Tennessee, Lexington, I think, Kentucky, right? Yep. Uh, Twyla Franz. Uh, and she writes a blog called The Uncommon Normal. And how do you know her? Yeah, so I first ran into Twyla's writing and some of her thought-provoking posts online just a couple months back, actually. Just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, amen to this, and oh, yeah. And then she recorded a little video, and she just, she's so articulate at, you know, at, like, this missional journey and her hmm. journey and a journey of her family and moving towards missional living. And... um I just, I love it. And she's quite poetic, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> and so I love the way she speaks to this topic from a very different position and voice that you and I do, right, sure. as dudes. And um, and I've actually never heard anybody quite frame it the way she does. And I was like, man, I really want to have her on the show. And so she agreed. And um, she's going to share some of her story of her and her family and how they've been leaning further into neighborhood missional living and, and leading others to do the same. Okay, That's so. Awesome. So if the thought of missional living in your own neighborhood sounds intimidating to you, you're going to really, really enjoy this conversation with Twyla. Oh, yeah. Super. Yeah. So, yeah, here we go. Twyla, so good to have you with us. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me on today. It is seriously so much fun to talk about living on mission, and I'm incredibly honored to be joining you today. Tell us briefly uh, about your family today, like, you know, married, kids, kind of ages and all that, and a little bit of the journey you've been on moving toward intentional living you know, on, at the, on the mission of making disciples as a family and then within a missional community with others. Just tell us a bit about that journey. Sure, sure. Well, my husband Brandon and I recently celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary, and we live here in Lexington, Kentucky. We've been here for about five years, and we have three kids. Our oldest is in third grade, um, and she plays piano. We have a first grader who is big into dance and acro, and that is that is her life. So we are about to be launching into nutcracker season with her. Then our youngest is a ham. His name is Josiah, and he is just about to turn three. Um, so the churches that Brandon and I have attended together, they all had a big priority on some type of small group. But it wasn't until the last few years after we moved to Lexington and we had to find a new church that we even really heard about the term missional living or missional community. And we soon after we started at that church, we got in, connected to a missional community and kind of learned about it in community with the people that we were participating with. And it wasn't too long after that that they started telling us about something called everyday mission training and hey, if you're interested in leading, this is a really great way just to learn a lot more about it and to get equipped. So 
So we started attending, it was multiple weekends, and you were actually the first speaker that we heard the first session that we went to. So that that was um, that was our first introduction. And we went to a couple different uh, missional communities. We were huddled actually by um, our missional community leader. And then a ways into it, I can't remember exactly how long it was, we our group was so big that we needed to split. And so we had several, several of us that we were um, just thinking and praying about when it was time to start our own missional community. So some of friends um, as co-leaders and us launched off together. And at that point, we were living in a really small rental house, like two-bedroom rental house with, you know, going on three kids. And we had very, very small space, even in the living room. It wasn't really any kind of separate play area that the kids could play. And it was just one level. Um, so we're like, okay, how how can we do this? We knew um, that our co-leaders didn't have that big of a house either. So we actually ended up using their house plus one of their neighbor's houses. And we would send the kids to the neighbor's house after we would eat together. So we had to think of some some creative ways. Um, but we are actually still going. We've had people come and go, but we are still with um, the same co-leaders in the same group that we started with. It's been several years now. It is, it's been really fun. So we've never stopped meeting. Um, and, but we've always had it on our hearts to one day be really missional out of our own home and leading somewhere else. And it wasn't a neighborhood specific one. Everybody lived in town, but we drove there. It wasn't like we're seeing everybody or the majority of people, you know, just in the neighborhood. So that's something that was kind of this yearning in our heart that one day, one day we would do this, but we really just put a hold on it. And as I think back, we we kept thinking, well, we're not really in a space. Our home is not in a space that we can really live missionally right here. Our table is not very big. We don't have any extra seats. Um, so we just kind of put that all in the back burner. And um, looking looking back, I, I wish we had been more intentional with where we were, but as it is, we just put it on hold. And um, when we moved in here, we we kind of started day one, like, hey, we are going to get to know our neighbors. So our kids spent a lot of time out in the front yard and just really invested into getting to know the people that live here. And it is an amazing amazing neighborhood. There are many people who've lived here since the neighborhood was first built and they have been forming community this for decades, some of them. So it's it's kind of a unique space to move into. Everybody's already used to playing out in the front yard and um, just that kind of setup. Um, people were very connected. Um, so it was just an ideal, ideal place to really plug in and say, hey, we want to get to know you. And our house kind of started becoming a hub. So several of the families that we had met here, we invited into our group as we were still meeting at our neighbor's house. And then just in the last year, I want to say, we moved to hosting at our house. You know, one of the things I'm curious about, Twyla, is um, what do you think have been some of the biggest challenges so far as a mom, having a younger family? To move beyond discipleship and missional community life is just like this weekly sort of meeting and becoming much more of a family, I'd even say an extended family, living on mission and growing your intentionality within this and actually helping others to do the same. And it's been so, so fun. And I, I really do like that we kind of have a before and after for us because it helps us to relate and to know, well, 
maybe this is where a lot of people are because this is the way that we thought about it just two years ago, you know, that it's like we, we can't because it's just not feasible or we knew that it was a temporary season. We're going to sell our rental duplex and we're going to be able to buy. So we shouldn't really plug in here because it's, you know, it, it's just a matter of time until we move. And so we kind of justified that, well, we don't really need to even, you know, try to get to know our neighbors here because we don't know how long we're going to be here. So I think, and and I fear that often when others hear us on this type of a podcast and the stuff we talk about, or they hear from folks like you, Twyla, and you're, you know, living in community this way, they assume that, that this kind of lifestyle is like throwing a light switch, just like boom. And then all of a sudden there's all these people and wonderful relationships happening. Um, and in your awesome blog, The Uncommon Normal, and I'll put a link, by the way, uh, to the blog in the show notes. You write and talk about neighborhood missional living for the imperfectly ready. <laughs> I love this term, imperfectly ready, because I think we all feel that way, yeah. and, and, right? And so can you expand on what you intend or mean by that statement, imperfectly ready, and how it applies to so many people and what they might be feeling today? Imperfectly ready is this tension that I, I think many of us feel between we want to live a life that is full of meaning and something that has purpose and where we're more involved in intentional community and we're not bored with the way that we're living. And yet we feel very inadequate, many of us. Like I know we had lived in the house, the rental house that we were in for several years before we really started saying, hey, we want to live missionally. But at that point we had lived next to the same neighbors for years and not really made a point to get to know them. So I think that that can be a big factor. Oh, who am I to all of a sudden want to change the way that, that I'm living. Um, and so it, I think it can almost feel like, oh, I need an out. I need to move so I can start on a fresh slate. Um, and then also just, just, we're so used to spending time in our backyards with our security fences high or coming in and closing the door, um, right away, or even just walking to our mailbox quickly, grabbing the mail and kind of keeping our head down. Like we're not really trying to engage. So we're just going to avoid contact and keep to ourselves. So it can be so intimidating to say, how do I go from that to kind of having this open heart and open life and open door mentality where I'm really inviting my neighbors into my space and what I'm doing and I care about them and I really want to build relationships with them. So so this tension between I I want to have this meaningful life and yet I don't feel like I can. Um, so that's that's what I call imperfectly ready. We're ready. Something in our heart is yearning for it, but we don't feel like we're ready in a sense that we can actually take a step forward. So that's why I talk so much about baby steps and I'm a huge, huge advocate of them because I think it helps break down that intimidating factor of, oh, I need to make that big jump you talked about from here's where I am today and here's where I want to go. And the only way to get there is all in one swift motion, but it's really not like that. And we can take little steps and we can go slowly. It doesn't have to all be something that we do, you know, just in one decision. And all of a sudden I am where I want to be. Those baby steps, I, I think every one that we take can get easier and easier. And everybody, you know, maybe has a different personality, but I'm learning more about Enneagram and something that really struck me. I'm an Enneagram nine is this concept of inertia that an object that's in motion tends to keep going in motion. And if you're stagnant, you're going to stay stagnant. And 
for me personally, that first step is harder than any of the other steps. So that first conversation, that first thing, um, I'm I'm just going to go step outside or I'm going to read this book outside instead of inside. Like that may be the hardest step for some people. And so um, I really think that forming a habit of these baby steps can help get you around that. Oh, I'm afraid to start because like, it's just so intimidating. But if you just make yourself do that first step, you'll start the ball rolling and it will get easier and easier and easier. And then with that inertia, you'll, you'll keep going. You know, we've talked before on Life School about how proximity is gold, especially when it comes to making disciples and really being a family with others. Yeah. I'm just curious, what has been your experience in the past and today regarding the proximity of those that you're trying to do life with and live on mission with? Yes, um, absolutely. I would say that proximity is gold because when we were part of a missional community, but it wasn't really centered in our neighborhood, it was it was like this longing that we want to someday, but it was disconnected. I think it was just a lot easier to to not go all in. Like I said, we could turn the switch on and off. We are missional sometimes. And I think it's much easier to fall into, this is just something that I do one day a week. So it just becomes another small group and it's not really integrated into your entire lifestyle. But the proximity piece is is just amazing. Uh, for example, we have a neighbor that built the table that I'm sitting at. So we think of him every time that we sit here and, you know, this is a piece that we had been dreaming of a bigger table, but to say, Hey, our, our next door neighbor built this table, you know, and all of his love and his time that went into this. That's, that's just amazing. Um, we have had so many projects, heavy stuff. We always buy heavy stuff, um, says another one of our neighbors. Um, but just instead of having to call or text all these people to say, Hey, can anybody help me with this? It's, it's, we just have so many people in the neighborhood that will jump in and help or will help each other with, with kids or you name it. Um, there's a spice that we're missing for something that, that we're making. So it just changes your, your life when you start thinking, well, really, it's not like we're all just living separate lives and they're not connected. And if I have a problem, I just need to take care of it by myself. But rethinking that to, hey, we're kind of all in this together and like we all need help with our kids sometimes or we need our dog let out sometimes or we need to borrow a tool. We, we share tools back and forth um, all the time. So it just changes so much. And I think it makes it so much more natural just to do the life throughout the week, which is really a big piece of what you're doing when you're living in missional community. So proximity just makes it easier, I think. As we start to wrap up today, I'm just curious, what would you suggest are some realistic first steps for those who are listening, for moms with kids at home, for busy dads, and for families who are drawn to more than a weekly church service or small group meeting? Yeah, how do, how do folks get started? Sure. Um, well, I'm a big fan of Emily P. Freeman as well. She has the Next Right Thing book and podcast. And one of the, her chapters that really struck me was to not be afraid to be a beginner. And I think that can be really important here as well to say, okay, well, I'm not where I want to be and that's okay. Like, even though I'm competent at other things, it takes a lot of humility to say, well, I'm going to be a lifelong learner and I'm going to learn things that I'm not already an expert at and to take the stance of it is okay to be a beginner. So I think that would be one one tip that I would say. Um, 
just starting small, these baby steps that we keep talking about are so, so helpful. Instead of saying, I need to do everything, just start with one thing small, um, creating habits, again, can help overcome the fear of starting. And for us, just simply being visible, even if we don't know exactly what's all going to happen because of that. I I think that that can be really helpful. So instead of spending as much time inside your house or in your backyard to take something outside, if you have young kids, take playtime outside. Um, Even if they can sit on a blanket and have a picnic, they can read a book, you can bring popsicles outside, um, draw with chalk, have bubbles, ride bikes up and down the sidewalk. There's so many things that you can do. If I'm doing something that there's really no reason why I can't do it outside. I just need to carry whatever it is with me. We try to make those choices as often as we can. Um, learning neighbors' names is another really good way to start. Is I mean, you can even jot them down in some kind of a list that you know, but if you start to think through how many neighbors do I know by name, and if it's very few, you know you have some work cut out for you. Twyla, I love uh, the conversation that we've had today. And one of the things that we do every week on the Life School podcast is we, we we have this big three that Caesar comes up with based off the conversation. It's the three takeaways that people can walk away with, if nothing else, from this episode. And people get them as a printable PDF by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, I'm just curious, what did you come up from this conversation? What are the big three takeaways? Wow. Okay. That's that's super hard. And I really wish we were doing a multi-part thing. I'm going to forget. So before I forget and before I get to the big three, let me just remind folks, if you want to do this like crazy mountain retreat in Tennessee with Tina and I, go through the story of God, get some one-to-one coaching, do some crazy hiking, some immense fly fishing, if you're into that sort of yeah. thing, May next year, check that out. Check that trip out. There's only five slots. You can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash retreat okay Okay. anyway let me get to the big three i just didn't i knew i'd forget that and i i I think it's going to fill up real fast so anyway hopefully we'll we'll, you know see some new friends there yeah okay so here's the big three for the week first one you can lead a missional community and make disciples out of your home and in your neighborhood this is not something for a magical special few people who sort of crack the code it's about being willing in spite of being imperfectly ready Love how Twyla said that. Yeah. Okay. And it's about taking little steps towards loving people better, being a better neighbor, more open, uh, being more intentional about disciple making, being a disciple making disciple. It's about moving out of the way sometimes and just letting God show up. Mm. Yeah, you're right. That's so cool. Right? And yeah. boy, just hear that, right? In, in, in her story and all that. All right. Second one. God is way ahead of you. And he loves your friends and neighbors more than you ever will. Amen. (laughs) Right? We got to remember that. And God has placed you right where he wants amongst the people that he has for you to make disciples and do life with. And so discipleship as a lifestyle lived with Jesus is what you were created for. And nothing will bring you greater joy and glorify God more than letting him lead you in this. Yeah, you're right. Okay? So he loves you, you and your neighbors, and he loves you more than you know you do and all that. So let him lead you into this. Don't fear it anymore, okay? Okay, number three. Okay, um, like we talked about, proximity is key to doing life together and living like a family. Either when starting a missional community from scratch or through maybe intentionality over time, sure. choosing to live on mission and make disciples in closer proximity with one another, it is easier, faster, and becomes much more of a regular rhythm in your life. 
because hmm. not everybody's having to drive in, right? So are you willing to be available for God to move you around, <laughs> to build relationships with neighbors and yeah. maybe in different neighbors and available so that the work God wants to do in you can spill out beyond your current home or your current yard or your current fears? Yeah. That was a great question to ask, man. Yeah. So Thank listen, you, I'm going to put the link to Twyla's blog, The Uncommon Normal, in the show notes as well. It's okay. just theuncommonnormal.com. So pretty easy peasy, but uh, such good stuff she's writing. And again, thanks, Twyla, for being on. Yeah. And uh, the, the Southern accent, right? You know, you can tell. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit of that twang <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. Hey, if you want, again, the free PDF download of this week's Big Three Takeaways, you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash Big Three, and it'll come right away into your inbox. And if you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, 123lifeschool.com forward slash Facebook, uh, and that will take you right to the link that lets you into the room, and Caesar and I will approve you. And... Please do. And um, hey, we're going to be recording an episode coming up here in a couple weeks where we answer all your questions. So you want to yeah, join yeah. that group, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get on that group, and that's where you have to, you'll see the post. Yeah. It's like there's a series of hands and question marks raised, and like join, drop some questions on us. They're coming in already. So. Yeah, and it's, fu- and it's fun because... We often ask for suggestions on the show, and people provide some really good ones. And then there's yeah. some that are like, well, I don't know if we can make a full show out of that, or we haven't really even thought through this. Or and- it might be off the mark, because yeah. we, don't, we don't speak to like crazy, you know, 18th century polity issues or whatever, you know, like, we're, <laughs> yeah. it's all within discipleship and mission as a lifestyle and the existing church and where we need to go and what's going on. So, but there's so many topics. So please get yeah. on, go there, get on the Facebook group for Life School Podcast and uh, drop some questions on us. We'll answer them. Hey, uh, join us next week as we approach the next round of holidays and look at Christmas and consumerism as Christians. It's not what you hear applied to this topic, but this... Yeah, it's a little different than you usually hear. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about Christmas and consumerism a little bit and some of the history of it, and it's not what you might think. Put on your (laughs) What you expect from us, so there you go. Put your cozy pajamas on and give us a listen (laughs) Christmas week. Thanks for being with us today. We always love having you listening. If you want more information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. (laughs) 